I said that for like literally a whole day straight. <laughs> I think Nubia threw pillows at me. Santi tried to tackle me twice. There's a lot of like, shut the F up. Stop him already. G was like, can you not? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, and all I kept saying was, Nottingham Forest. The Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. I am one of your co-hosts, Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Bridget McDowell. There is no Eric this week. Hopefully he's... Uh, for real this time. Yeah, for real. We didn't like actually mesh up notes and create missing time but that could be a really good movie you know uh, uh, a podcast that ends up messing up their their the show notes and ends up discovering a timeline uh, I, I can totally see that <laughs> that's that's just going to be you know not netflix but maybe amazon you know i could see yeah. that on amazon yeah yeah uh, but yeah he's out he's out what, traveling the world yeah yeah gonna go get up some Get up to some trouble in Italy. Yeah, hopefully he'll he'll be close enough to 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 Napoli so he can go and take pictures of the Napoli stadium. But who knows? We look forward to hearing all the shenanigans and if we need to, uh, you know, do uh, GoFundMe because he's in jail somehow. Well, 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 yeah, we won't do that. But you know, we'll just we'll just let him learn his lesson at one point. You know. We'll let we'll let we'll let the family handle that. <laughs> yeah, Everyone are... has to go to jail in Italy at one time, you know. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah. I just needed to do it. <laughs> I needed to know what it was about. Yeah, yeah. But um, today we're just gonna be. It's gonna be kind of short because uh, there isn't a lot of like so much international news, but we do have some fun things to talk about, and as well, you know, our. Are, are undefeated loons, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. And really, 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 really interesting. So let's go ahead and start talking about um um well say Sunday yesterday's game. Cause I thought, you know, this was you know, this was going to be one of those typical Colorado games where like it's very boring because it's so high up there. And it's still cold, and you're like, "Yeah, it's going to be sloppy. There's not going to be anything. Possession is going to be probably sixty thirty one way, and you know, yeah, it's just yellow cards all over the place. That's yeah. People are gonna fall, you know. Yeah, and it was one of those games. It was. (laughs) It was totally different. What are what are your thoughts of, of of the game? Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of a weird one, 
right? Like first half was exactly what you expect from Minnesota versus Colorado, um, especially in Colorado. Uh, lots of fouls. Uh, Will Trap did not start, so he did not have a chance to get a couple of yellows, but um, kind of a weird, chippy game. And uh, they, I think they were lucky to come out ahead. It was kind of a yeah, two one win, but one of those goals is on a PK that was a little soft. Uh that's debatable, but hey, it's two goals, right? So um doesn't really matter where the one comes from. But yeah, waking up today with Minnesota tied for in a four-way tie for second place in the West on yeah, seven. Yeah, undefeated. Yeah. Um that's the one thing G like G doesn't like to watch a lot of loons games on TV just because she- I think two minutes into watching a game, she gets frustrated because no one's passing the ball to where they need to pass the ball. <laughs> uh-huh. She just walks out. Uh, but um, she's, she sat down. She was like, hey, look, we're undefeated. Let's keep it undefeated, boys. Last 10 minutes. Um, nice. and I was like, okay. <laughs> this is strange. But yeah, go for it. Um, but no, I mean, I think that first half was a was a tested first half. I think they were always trying to figure it out. But it wasn't the prettiest and a zero zero tie was 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 I think fair in a sense, right? Um but then literally you start the second half and five minutes into the second half, Bassett scores a goal. Like you're like, whoa. I was literally like here here's the thing, is like we usually don't get Isa that offered. Isa watched that offer to come over to just kick it. Yeah. And she just came back from um being in um kansas city uh with her uh boyfriend's family so she wanted to come hang out of course first thing she does ask is what we're going to eat of course the only reason she comes over sometimes that's why you go over college yep yeah she came over and she literally says she doesn't watch the mls and i was like what do you watch they go oh i like watching basketball and i was like dear lord what happened to you child you don't like watching this like i'd rather watch the epl and i'm like okay we're not having one of these conversations (laughs) I'm just not having a conversation. We're watching that. the MLS in this house. No, yeah, we're watching soccer in this house. We don't, you know, if it's whatever soccer's on, we're watching. That's literally what we're doing. So, um, but anyways, right. I think it's just, um, it was one of those where like, here we go. Right. It's going to, you know, I think one of the tweets for the Minnesota United account was like, well, it had to happen sometimes. <laughs> it had to score one. Someone had to score one, and it ended up being yeah. Um, it ended up being them, and so at that point, you're like, okay. And and classic Minnesota, right? Helping a team get their first their first goal of the season in match day four. Um, thought it was right. kind of funny that it was uh, Bassett. I think they said it was like his first goal since twenty one. And he, he like he was he was putting on the shots too like they weren't on target but he was he was getting the ball he was he was creating some trouble in there um, defensively and on the attack so uh, I think if it was going to come I'd been thinking it was going to be him and sure enough um, tight angle shot just rips it past Dane really really nice goal. No, it was a nice goal, but but the, one of the things is that that I've always been is like to put into perspective the last time this the Colorado had not scored a goal at all this season until then, 
And previous to that, they hadn't scored a goal since like since October, I think. <laughs> so, like you know, as, as in true Minnesota fashion, we like to help out people, and and we did in the situation. And um, I think that's that's one of the things that people need to need, need to put that in. And I think um, when were the substitutions? It was like right in the um, like right at the fiftieth or. Something like that. Um, uh, well, Amir Amaria subbed in right from from the start of the half. Yeah, that's Garcia. what that was. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the thing about Amarilla is like I, it's it's hard to differentiate except for his number, because he totally does not look like that. That hair throws me off. Yes. So much. We talked about that in his household. Like G was like, "Wait, what happened to his hair? I used to like his hair." And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, he's got like a five o'clock shadow. He looks like he's got no sleep. I was like, oh, that's right. He's a dad. <laughs> he's, a, he's a dad with a baby. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Doesn't have time for the moose anymore. Yeah. Just, uh, Just shows up out and, and creates chaos in some sort of way. Um, and and then, you know, um, in a cross, um, you, you, get, you get a handball in the box. And yeah, I mean, like you knew, like that was obvious, like that wasn't going to be put away anywhere. Um, um, but yes, it's soft in a sense. And um, Daddy Amarilla, what is what is what is uh um Santi calls him Mister Yellow. That's what he calls him. <laughs> um, so him Senor Yellow. That's what he calls him. Senor Yellow. That's what he calls him. That's it. And he scores, and 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 literally in a span of like six minutes we're tied yeah um, and you're like wow okay and then more substitutions come in do you remember who came in um i am Craig pulling up. I it Craig up right now because in, it was there yeah. there it was a uh kind of a flurry of subs which we haven't seen for a while and we're a little out of practice and keeping track of those <laughs> i think it was fragapane and amaria are the ones that came in um, I think Fragapani came in after the goal, um, right? And I think yeah, at that, at uh, that point, 50, 56 minute, the penalty was in the fifty fourth. So yeah, two uh, two minutes later, Fragapani comes in for Dotson, um, which was pretty much expected, right? It was his first start of the season. Um, I don't think he had played more than like twenty minutes previous two matches um so solid nearly an hour shift from him yeah and he was active i just i just don't know how much i really like this um this double six of ariaga and dotson um, yeah it i mean i think we talked about this last year too um but he he looks good next to trap because trap's usually the guy who's gonna stay home right right like and we know Dotson and Ariaga, neither neither of them are that player. Um, and especially, I think, against this Colorado squad, and especially going into the, I mean, later in the, um, kind of started later in the first half, but then definitely more in the first ten minutes of the second half, he was really struggling to, um kind of track the action through midfield and the two of them were weren't really 
doing their interlapping uh runs the way that we saw in the first half so yeah i mean it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that changes as he kind of comes into fitness i think that was some of it too um also that that pitch uh that pitch looked horrible i would not want to be a guy coming back from an acl and and trying to (laughs) trying to attack on that pitch right yeah Um, yeah ask ask jack price about that exactly uh, yeah yeah. yeah, Jack Price literally came for like five minutes, and on one of the uh, breakaways, I don't know if he was chasing Amarilla or, uh, or I think so. It. Yeah, um, he just went down like he was grabbing his leg, and and there was no contact, and those are the scariest of things that you you can see. And he, uh, yeah. you could see he knew it right away. He looked right to the bench. Like, all right, let's go. Had to be carried off. Um, yeah. He did stay. Like, he stayed to watch the whole thing. They just iced him on the sideline, and then they took him on the cart and got him out. Um, yeah, it'll be – hopefully we get a, a positive update on that tomorrow, but um, didn't look great. No, it didn't. Um, it didn't. Um, the other thing that um, – drove me crazy as, as we were talking about hair was sam nicholson's haircut that was awful that 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 that, that looked like it was a throwback to the late late eight like the early 80s it, it just i just yeah, don't know yeah or like or like late 70s it was it was a little bit like um i think that's one of the haircuts in the elvis movie okay that that weird short but like kind of long down the back and shaved up the sides and um still his normal like wave in the front but dude the rest of it <laughs> yeah, it looks like an unfinished haircut but whatever it does people yeah. do the other yeah. thing sam nicholson had some interesting plays and made some sam nicholson plays uh i think one of the things he, he had to... a really nice shot first half yeah um would have been and dane made a really good stop on that one but um would have been kind of as I was doing the live tweets, I thought, wouldn't it be kind of funny if it was Nicholson who got the first call for Colorado this season and against Minnesota? Um, not a shock that it would be Minnesota who gives up that goal, but to have it be a former loon would be a kind of a extra, extra shot. Um, but yeah, he was, his play was, uh, I think you said it well, interesting through, through that second half. Yeah, I mean, also Barrios is always dangerous. I love watching Barrios, and he had yeah. a chance to literally, um, right before right before a half, where he like had the perfect form, and he just mishit that ball, yeah. and it just he hit it too much under, and it just floated up, and um, you know, and I I like Barrios. I'm always for short people, um, and you know, but so there, it was it was it was it wasn't so much chippy but it's just a lot of a lot of things that were going up that that people weren't really doing i was scared when you know diego rubio and jonathan lewis came in because then i was like oh boy you know jonathan lewis has lit us up before diego rubio has lit us up before um you know it's just one of those things (laughs) that it could happen i think one of the tweets i saw was well this has been fun but now rubio is (laughs) on And like, yeah, that's that's the vibe you get when Rubio uh, comes into any game. Um, 
and he's definitely been a problem. Uh, and to come in with, well, shortly after Price, like, I think they're at the, at the same time, but they're locked separately. But um, yeah, he did he did create some trouble as we expected. Uh, him against Bongi was kind of entertaining. Oh, Bongi! I've loved the confidence we've seen over the last two, two, three, two, three games, but this game, his confidence of just taking the ball on and just trying mm -hmm. to dribble around people, the pirouettes, just uh, his passing is a little bit more decisive. He he kind of knows where he wants to go with the ball. Yeah. Um. What? I mean, it was just it was just you know that that one play where he. He lost the ball. He stole it. He had like three people around him. He did the Maradona period, got around someone, yep. and then he just, you know, made a play out of nothing. And then Robin Lude gets an open shot and barely misses it by like three inches. Inches, yeah. It was like one of those where like, if this is the kid that's playing most of the games, you know, um, yep. I'll take that any day. I think Absolutely. He, he was the engine, you know. He he, kind of started playing as more as a as a creator, and that's and that's fine. I think Ariaga also had a had a decent game. He had a nasty fall trip uh, that I thought yeah. he might have hurt himself really bad. But that guy is just physical, and and he can put a pass. And that the, the couple of plays that we did have in the other box that you know were were very good team. Uh, passing the ball was in in I remember one of them where he took a low he took a low shot and literally just almost banged it in like in this house we were like ooh that's going in because we yeah. thought it was a goal and I was like yeah that's great to see um, yeah one I think one Lawrence, thing that uh, one thing that bothered me about uh, Bongi's play though was when Amaria comes in uh, you know Bongi had been doing all of that taking it into the box himself uh, being really um confident and decisive getting into the box but as soon as he starts trying to coordinate with Amaria he just started doing that thing again where and like we saw with Dunlady and uh, I think we talked about it with uh with Amaria and Garcia a little bit but he dribbles into the box and then just kind of stops like okay who's gonna take it what do I do he had a couple chances where he could have turned and shot and instead, he just kind of like plays it off to somebody or or sends it to Amaria, who's misses it or um, and it got a little sloppy. He was still full credit for being the guy who created those moments to do that. Um, he created those himself, but uh, it took quite a while for the two of them, and maybe it's because there hasn't been we haven't seen too much of them together. It could just take a little time, but um yeah, I I think that to me it just overall looks like he's sometimes he's nervous and it's more of a mental thing. Um that yeah, that can definitely be and it. specifically when you have, you know, a forward, you know, that comes in that is a total different playing style than you are. Um, you know, you it, it like you say, it takes a while to figure out what's the best way to do it, but at the same time, I, you know, my my hope for him is to be confident, more confident in those situations, and just blast the ball. If it goes in a goal, yeah. great. If it doesn't, 
you know you know you you, you, you try you you know, <laughs> that's it you know we want you to shoot you they're, know? they're still learning how to how to use him and especially uh you know with all with the other forwards and creators and um i mean he earned man of the match last night and there's like no question that he deserved it um so yeah we'll i think it's only going to get better and if uh if his worst moments were just like 10 minutes where he just couldn't figure out what he was doing with amaria we'll take it like he was great from the start so it's it's also this team's also trying to figure out how to play with without emilian reynoso which is um it's still a, a work in progress. I think with Will Trap in it, he looks for Robin Lud to get them the ball. Yeah. And have him touch the ball. When he's not in there, it's just it becomes Lude really has to, yeah. Lud has to find it himself, which mm-hmm. he did. Right. Quite Lude a few has times. to come in more deeper, you know, um, becomes more of a defensive player in a sense. And I get that people don't like that, but at the same time, that's what the game is calling for him to do because Exactly. There isn't this understanding or finding this triangle where he needs to touch the ball in order to distribute it, right? Even if it's just a a, a, a pass and pass back, you know, he's, he's able to move people and we need to be able to do that. And now with Bongi's confidence of moving anywhere, you know, it's it's great. The problem that I have is when you put, um, um, when you play a, a, a pivot, a double pivot, is that sometimes... You know, you you have to draw uh, imaginary, like like a like an invisible fence line down the middle between the two players that are playing the pivot. And I understand you can't really overlap because once you overlap, you create you create gaps for them to to provide opportunities. You can support right uh, in a in in a, in an angle kind of way, but you can you don't want to try to overlap. And I think a lot of that's getting lost sometimes. You see Ariaga overlapping a lot because he wants to have the ball, and that sometimes causes situations where like there isn't this um, this discipline yet in that in, in that in that area. And I think Will Trap does a good job of it, um, right? Um, Ozzy did a, a great job on it. Uh, it's just that once you when you when you have a double pivot and you overcommit to one side or you follow the ball to one side, it just a quick switch and then you're in trouble. And I think that's that was that was one of the things that needs to be worked on. But let's let's talk about this, you know. We thought, you know, for a very long time this was going to be a one one time. People were asking me, you know, like I think it was like, oh yeah, you know, it's like, oh, another tie. I was like, yes, yeah, what happens in Colorado? A lot, usually, right? <laughs> it, that is a surprise. That's what I bet on in the money line pool this week. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we're gonna try. Um, it's Colorado, and I think, we can't breathe. Right, and I and I think everyone would have been perfectly happy with one point. Right, you come out of Colorado with anything, you you take it. But, um, yeah, Tapius kind of shocked us all. And I think that's that's one of the things is like it was a it was another set piece. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is this is the, what the second goal of a set piece. I think. Yep. Yep. Last and, week was a was yep. a set piece goal. And then and then Fragapane takes a crack at it, and like these type of goals need to be a celebrated a lot because a a defender scores, right? But this this comb over header <laughs> was literally at the eighteen yard line, like at the at the top of the box, 
And oh. to be able to do that, oh my gosh. You know, uh, I don't know if you have watched the replay, but everyone was so excited. Boxy goes into the goal, grabs the ball, gets out of the goal, and just punts it straight to the sky. <laughs> and like the, if you see Yarbrough and all of them, like, what the hell is he doing? Just got their hands up. Like, What's going on? I was like, you know, I was like, I was like, he just grabs the ball and just punts it as high as it like it's it. And um, I love that. But just overall celebrating with him because he was able to do yeah. that, that, that. That was an amazing goal. Like, I hope that makes it was, you know, um, you know, top players or something like that, like of, of goals this week, because that was that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've and, and, and everyone knows that I love celebrating defender goals. And I I celebrated this one as, as much as I could. But just overall have the young guy, um, you know. Um, yeah, I mean to come in to get to get your first goal in the MLS and to have it be a goal like that uh, as a defender on a set uh, coming into a set piece like that. Um, we've seen Boxy score uh, in those similar situations. Same for Coleman, but um, I think this was uh, this was a lot bigger, and I think everyone knew that and I sp- I think Boxy especially kind of felt that being one of the guys who um has been to Colorado so many times and and seen it not go this way um so special goal for sure uh could have easily I I didn't really expect it to go in I figured it was going to be kind of a glancing header that that went over but um I think uh Yarbrough thought the same thing <laughs> right, right, yeah. right, right. I mean, last great right goal, him, so. great celebration. Um, then when great, the great in, set piece from Fraga, yeah. I mean, we're we're seeing. I think that's improved uh, with him taking that that role in Reynoso's absence. Reynoso had some great uh, corners and set pieces, but I think Fraga's uh, serves have been uh, cleaner. And maybe a little bit more dangerous, especially from the corner. More than we've seen, from... I think, too. Yeah, at least so yeah. far this season. I also was impressed with Joseph Rosales's corner kicks. Yes, that was one yes. thing that I was like, "Oh wow, like he's, he's he's taking ownership on that, and he's actually doing pretty decent at sending those balls between either the six yeah, or the penalty spot, right?" And so it's the first time we've really seen him step up. Uh, he's had good moments for sure, but I think he's. Uh, he's kind of owning that role a little bit more now. Well, I'm glad um, because like he was one yeah. of the question marks for me because like he he can be hit or miss and he can play really yep. bad. Yep. And he can be, you know, decently good. Uh, but it's good to be able. He had a decent game and his corners were part of the things. But you know, we also have people with hops, and we have bigger bodies. And so like a question in his household is like, why is Boxy dribbling up the ball so much? And I was like, because either he has the confidence in Miguel Tapias to believe him in the back and just take care of business, or at least slow down the stuff when when if he goes up. And I yeah, and he's not, and he's know? fast enough to make the sprint backwards when he needs to, and he has plenty of times. He can he can start further up the field and still beat everyone else like into the net um, on defense, which we I think we talked about last week, but. Um, I think, and I think, yeah, that's he, has, he has the freedom now to do a little bit more of that. And I like that. And I do. And I truly like that. And so, um, just after that goal, um, Connor Ronan 
who had really been a pain in our butts. Um, he broke uh, Arriaga's ankles to the point where he like I think he that was the play where he like totally misplayed it and then he had to be yeah. looked at. Um, he goes out. Kevin Cabral comes in right. And that's you know right around the ninetieth. Uh, Rosales comes out. Um, the first couple, you know, the first time we've seen Brent Coleman all season comes in. Um, DJ Taylor, who had a who had a good game, I thought. Um, um, Zarek Valentin comes in for him, and you know, we have an additional was it like eight, nine minutes of extra time because of the yeah, death was, situation. It was uh, eight minutes added, but then they played an extra like one or two because of the um there was the head-to-head collision between Tapias and yes. mm-hmm. um who else I forget who that was yeah but the head uh, collision yeah scary moment there mm-hmm. um so they were they were both assessed uh what was that yeah anyway um so it was, it was yet another long stoppage time to see out. Uh, I thought, yeah, I agree. Taylor Taylor did pretty well, and considering it's his his first start back as well, um, he had some misses and and a few slips. But like everyone had slips on this. Everyone pitch, was so. slipping on that turf. I like swear. you can't you can't fault you can't fault all of these. Um, yeah, I'm the just gonna go ahead. That field were like impressive. They were, yeah and a few times i mean there was i think the first one we saw like two or three minutes in was taylor tries to step back uh to make a stop and just picks up a divot and completely misses the ball and and falls off of his mark and he he went up to that divot and threw it back into the ground and like tried to stomp it back in yeah um that was like the first major one that we saw but um, so I'll go ahead and blame the blame the grass for hey, hey. Uh, the us, various us people here in St. Paul understand all those dibbits as we right. it's pothole season <laughs> and it's literally uh, Mario Kart everywhere you drive in St. Paul. You know it it's funny for all the crap that um, we heard last week about pitch conditions at Allianz in the snow um, to come into this game uh, this freshly installed uh turf um and to see the number of divots that we did and and there was one that was like three feet long like a full gouge uh in the turf which reminded me of um Slaton in in Minnesota's 18 back at Allianz uh years ago um yeah so the the pitch kept it interesting and we're we'll we'll give some of the defensive misses a pass and and blame the pitch but um yeah solid a solid shift from taylor uh, i think valentine provided some some fresh legs to really help with the uh credit where it's due nobody parked the bus um there was quite a bit of like flood the box uh uh corner for minnesota then free kick for Colorado and uh handball by Yappy again, but in the 90 plus 10. Um it got it got a little sketchy towards the end there, but they closed it out. 
Yeah, and let's um, I think I think you know, we talked about earlier. I was like, without Reynoso, what kind of team are we going to get, right? And I think we were going to be like, we're just going to be a a um transition team and a team that's just going to have very low possession and just focus more on their on their defense aspect of it. And you know, yeah. it's it's going to be a grinder team, and so far it has been that way. I mean, you look at it, you look at the, some of these stats, right? I mean, like we had literally 39% possession to 61, right? And, <laughs> and, 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 you know, but. And that's I, been, and that's been consistent. I think yep. this is like the fourth, the fourth game where you've got less than like 40%. Mm-hmm. I don't think they, yep. um, yeah. And it's, you don't have to have 20 goals, right? Like you, you just have to hold off. Um, and not concede um and that's that's what they're doing they're going to grind it out like we've seen in in some postseason uh where Reynoso wasn't available last season where it was just more a story of not conceding versus creating goals um and I think there's been a better balance of that this year where you are trying to get the goals and finding them occasionally um but also just not conceding uh and to to come away from this one only uh with one goal conceded was uh was solid even given that it's colorado who yep, couldn't I think buy that's, a goal that's this solid. season <laughs> the, the one thing you want them to improve a little bit better is just the pass accuracy yes but, um you know the I'm, the passing network and the I pulled it, I pulled up the map in the first 20 minutes and there were like a few completed passes that made it onto the map. Um, mostly it was just like dots of each of the players' numbers. Like we tweeted that it was like a map of the divots in the pitch. It was just <laughs> it was just some numbers on the screen and there were like two lines it's, connecting it's, it's, them. It's there was no connected dot. It, exactly uh, like, like we didn't even see the all the lines from from dane kind of going out into to each wing like it was just it was just a bunch of dots um and uh, after going back to dane for a second because we didn't really address a couple of big whiffs from him as well um but he did come up big when when he needed to and i think he saved um saved himself the the errors on that so um no he had a, he's, he's, he's gonna solid, have his bobbles so. too so yeah i mean the goal that he let in could he done something better yes but at the same time that's a that's a tough angle so yeah there's not know. there's not much there's not a whole lot that you can do from from those angles you know, if, right if he was maybe two inches taller or he had a two inches longer reach then i think he maybe would have tipped it but you also have to celebrate what a good goal looks like. And I was like, yeah, you got beat. So exactly that's all you can yeah. do. So just, you got beat. I think, you know, it's interesting. And um, this leads up to the second home game, which is next uh, week. Um, there won't be much snow. We're supposed to be actually having Hopefully. like, you know, a warm, a warm up, which is kind of interesting. Um, but then but at the same time again. with so the warm up, how many people are going to be missing this game? Uh, only seven starters. Oh uh, wow! So only seven. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. 
We'll just, your, we'll just start everyone your, who's uh, never played before. Exactly. It's yeah. only your starting goalkeeper, your starting center back, your starting left back, your starting right winger, your starting winger slash 10. What's that, five? Hold on. Yeah. I lost track. Yeah. I mean, it, it should be really interesting. And, yeah. Um, so, so DSC, Boxy. Ariaga, Rosales, Lude, Longwane, and now Lawrence confirmed last night heading out for um, Jamaica duties. Uh, you know, just just all of the names who we featured heavily in the synopsis <laughs> of the match. We'll not get to do that. Yeah, that should be an interesting matchup. Um, it's just going to be, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll have some of the Dos Loons people come up. Um, maybe we, we get to see Carlos. I don't know. Like, it will have to be a conversation as to who is available and what we want to do with it. Um, but we did. Maybe the, the new signing would would, would would come into play. I um, I saw Possible. Andy Greeter um, tweet out that they were actually in town for, for a physical. Uh, yep. And so... That would be really interesting to see. I don't think we talked about it too much, but because it hasn't fully been con- confirmed um, that, um, let's see, I'm trying to remember. Um, yep. So um, so the South Korean forward, Jong Sang Bin, um, has seemed to like it, it seems that the deal has been agreed to, but it just needs to, you know, he's in for the physical and make sure everything else passes. Um, and the deal should be finalized, um, uh, after the grasshoppers loan is terminated. So, um, which it looks know, like they did last night. There was a tweet late last night, oh, did they? That okay, yeah, saying that they have released him. Um, so we're still waiting for confirmation on the physical and the, and the deal, which I um the way that they do business in mls i would think we see that news tomorrow yeah and um, this is not just a this is a this is the cool thing about this is is a, is a permanent transfer right so it's not just, three, just you know yeah so three years uh yep. with uh with one option yeah um, i think um what andy was saying is finalizing permanent transfer from wolves uh 20 year career in south korean coming to the loons on a five-year contract so that would be really interesting. So hopefully, maybe we get to see a lot of that kid, and and we'll see what we have. Uh, but you know, home openers, wingers. yeah, home openers are or not home openers. Home games are great. Um, I'm looking forward to having Santi and um, I think last time it was me, Santi, um, Wes, and Emil, and I was just you know one of those fun times in the snow opener. I think their favorite chant. I asked Santi what his favorite moment of the home of the of the snow opener was, and he's like, "Hey, you remember when when that guy fell to the ground and he was like laying there the whole time, and he came and looked at him. I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." It's like, and then we started chanting, "He's just cold." That's <laughs> like that was your favorite moment. I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Okay, cool." That's memories, man. Yeah, um, I was like, "Yeah." Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. Maybe we see. Uh, Irwin, old Dutch, uh, pop up and goal for this one. 
Yeah, maybe give, give the Wonderwall something to something to uh, uh, to shout about. Um, yeah. Otherwise, uh, I mean, Eric Dick's been on the been on the bench for for all of these, and um, he's such a nice guy, though Eric Dick. Like he does a lot of cool stuff. So he you don't really want to throw him. And into... I thought the and I thought the tweets last night were kind of funny with with them playing at Dick Sporting Goods Park. Um, they tweeted like, "If you build it, he will come" or something like that. And, um, but they had fun with that and him just like hanging out on the bench, like joking around. So, um, yeah, I think I think it's good that if they have to play a game with, you know, seven starters um, away, uh, you want them to play at home, right? Like that's that's the best environment for for the squad when they're uh when the chips are down so um yeah we'll see how the uh the uh, legion of loons uh does in in this one and um really see exactly how much depth and coordination they've got on the bench yeah i mean this this is this legion the legion of looms is just going to to inundate uh let's go over quickly some of the scores um i'll save the best game or the most controversial game for last um seattle sounders and lafc um with horrible kits um played to a zero zero tide it was so hard to watch and partly because of because of those shirts on that turf but also because the game was awful I watched. Yeah. I only watched the first half, and I was not surprised at all to no, see that it was no, a zero-zero. No, no, I mean, Jordan Morris had an open, open area, open. Yeah, let's not talk about that. It's just not, not good. Um, Atlanta United, um, the Tiago Almada, and the hey, uh, he's a World Cup winner. Yeah, and the um, and the young kid, the eighteen-year-old, just literally put up a show, and we all wonder what was going to happen with Portland's defense, but well, literally. Um, Here it is. <laughs> it's not doing too well. Um, it can lead five goals in, so I I feel bad for them, but at the same time, like, um, you know, Atlanta United is making a statement as of right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they might have forgotten about um, um, the era of uh, Joseph Martinez, and now <laughs> becomes you know we have a World Cup winner on our squad season, um, but. It's 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 beginning to it's beginning to show. Uh, New England um, beat Nashville one nothing. John Gregus um, is uh, going to play for Nashville, so that's going to be really interesting. Uh, yeah, in addition were, to that, Go there ahead. were three minute three Minnesota links um, in the in the eighteen for Nashville yesterday. Teal Bunbury starting up top, Prior Lake native, son of um, Alex Bunbury, of course. Uh, Luke Hogginson, former Crow, was on the bench oh, joining yeah. Gregush. So, um, you know, they Nashville had some Minnesota talent to to start off their MLS tenure, and and even though some of those players have moved on, they keep adding adding Minnesota names. So, so another team that's kind of fun to watch, but um, yeah, kind of a tough tough one zero loss to to New England away at. Gillette Stadium. Yeah. And uh just a quick quick congratulations to the favorite Miller and the uh, uh Sanchez Esparza um household. No, it's not Tyler Miller, it's um Eric Miller. Um 
for uh, congratulations on their newborn kiddo. Yes. Um, so that was always wonderful to see. I'm and, pretty and sure. And congrats to uh, Mama Miller. <laughs> yep. Grandma Miller. Grandma Miller now. Um, um, and so, you know, that's always awesome to see. And then it's also good to see, you know, um, Eric go back to where he started it all, right? Portland. Yeah. Um, so full circle. full circle in a sense for him. Um, you know, good guy. Um, I'm hoping one day I get to redo the, the photo they took with G when she was, you know, those two, three years ago. So see what she was at. But regardless, you know, happy, happy for them. Charlotte actually showed up to play apparently um, and beat Orlando two to one Toronto beat inter Miami two zero. That's interesting. Uh, Red Bulls beat Columbus two one still. Still no Christian Ramirez on the 18. I, I don't know how long I can hold on to it. Um, New York city. Um, our condolences to the other, the other Miller, Tyler Miller, because um yeah he got three goals scored on him three two new york city over dc yeah. united it's a tough welcome back to a starting 11 yeah um fc dallas beat sporting kc two to one houston diamond beat austin two zero so austin's problems ever since getting embarrassed um and the ccl just is, is continue to continue to go uh st louis is undefeated Right. Yep. <laughs> and on top of the table, probably right now, beat beat my beat my stepdad's team. Took a beating three nothing. Uh, Chicago and Cincinnati tied three three apiece. Uh, of course, we beat Colorado two to one and LA Galaxy um, tied with Vancouver. Um, mm-hmm. Games games for games. Um, that's it for the games. Um, we'll you go are, ahead. You're correct. And- you're correct though, St. Louis top of the west 12 yeah. points and and the uh, game that was the craziest of all was this montreal versus philadelphia game like the controversy not only uh, how this game ended but there was already like a, a a red card in the um and let's see because uh okay so this is the i'm trying to figure out what time of the red card was yeah double yellow Ju- julian carranza gets 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 kicked out at the 69th minute all right and nice yeah i know because i started him in my fantasy league thanks a lot thanks a lot mr carranza i really dislike that you were you were great last year but like and then um you know in the 90th minute uh chinonso 04 scores tying it 2-2 right uh at least we thought um and then there was a no goal after vr review the goals ruled out, and literally five minutes later, <laughs> uh, goal for Montreal after a VAR review, a goals award. And that's the that's that's the controversy right there. That's the VAR goal because uh, CF Montreal stuns Philadelphia, and now there's a um, a referee controversy, a VAR controversy that is going to be talked a lot for a, for a while. Uh, a frustrated Jim Curtin didn't quite see things that way. Uh, I love Jim Curtin in his in his in in his, just his comments. He goes, "The word shit show comes to mind <laughs> when they asked about the game and the referee." Uh, a question was of Chinoso's offers 90th minute equalizer two two, headed in the following in following a rebound off the crossbar. Uh, the goal the goal was initially called 
off following a video review to the offside, but a second check showed Union left back Kay Wagner, who was off screen on the initial look, was near the goal line, which kept 04 onside. And it proved to be like the key moment because uh, a third minute, a third minute penalty kick by Montreal striker Romel Kyoto, um, you know, just went to Zuna. So if you want to watch chaos, just watch the second half of this um, <laughs> of this game. Literally, literally. And um, um, let's go ahead and um, let's take a quick break and then go ahead and come back. We got some awesome news and then probably talk a little bit about international stuff. Um, something to do with, um, you know, something to do with the Reynas maybe and then just finish out in a, in a, good, in a good spot. So. <laughs> No, this is not Issa Watch or G. This is, as they call, their spawn point. <sighs> We'd really like the Minnesota football show to be done. So now back to the show. Welcome back to the second half of the Minnesota football show. It is time to read the notes of what's happening in the Woso world, thanks to our uh, Woso correspondent, Nubia Nelly Esparza, who's actually sitting behind me. Uh, uh, yeah, I always have to use a middle name. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> Jeez. That's how unprofessional you are. That's what you're a correspondent and not actually on the podcast. Okay. Um, Carson Pickett signs a three-year contract with AC Louisville. I don't know if you guys remember who Carson Pickett is, but played for the NC Courage. Um, was one of the top leading assist leaders in the C- in, in the league. Um, and you know, Racing Louisville is getting a solid left back um that um uh, was willing to make things really interesting for them. Um also the NC Courage signed all four of their 2023 draft picks. Well, who are they is what you might want to ask. And so um, so they signed um, Olivia Wingate, um, Sydney Collins, Claire Robbins, Haley Hopkins, and they have all signed three-year contract with the club to 2025. So um, I think that's, uh, that's awesome. Uh, I remember Wingate because uh, Notre Dame soccer, um, I think that's, one of the things that I remember mostly about when I when I said I was like, oh yeah, yeah, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. So that's that's great. In addition, um the San Diego Wave uh signed um oh this is this is is it Lauren uh Brisksy? Um their 2023 draft through 2024. Um this is the disappointing thing in this household because apparently this household is full of FIFA players, Santi and G mostly. Um, I just get pulled into conversation as to like, do you know this player? Also, FIFA, I still can't believe you don't have a Chila Verde Legends card. Like, I can't. I, I'm mad at you about that. So, no Chila Verde Legends card goalkeeper. So, uh, wrong. You know, that's wrong. That's what's wrong with you. All right. FIFA 23 will not be releasing the NWCL and UWCL feature until March 23rd. So, hopefully... When you download it or listen to this podcast or, you know, skim through the parts, um, all you FIFA 23 players will be able to play as your favorite NWSL player. Um, so that's going to be it. Um, we had a very bad conversation last week 
about how the thorns kit looks like a horrible, horrible um, version of an, uh, as Nubia puts it, Ed Hardy t-shirt or um, or uh, Guns N' Roses um, throwaway uh, album cover. Uh, but no, no, no need to talk about that now. Have you seen the Chicago Red Stars uh, kit? That I think is one of my favorites. This is literally has the best the best kit so far that's come out yes. for in this league, and it's like it's it's awesome. So if you haven't done that, I, we'll we'll tweet it out. But literally, you know, the Red Stars kit is on fire, and and it's probably like like I'm usually don't like you know when when I started following the NWSL, it was the Thorns and the Fire that I cheer for, and like literally thinking about. Um, purchasing this kit because is that is, is that it it really brings all the all the dullness and disappointment so far in this <laughs> the kit releases this year and this one takes you know forever is going to be like one of my favorite kits um com- competing with all the other kits that i that i have um we finally finally the nwcl announced television and streaming details for 2023 with all 176 matches airing across cbs sports platforms thank god I just did not want to get rid of. I mean, we can't get rid of uh, Paramount just because we watch, um, you know, our our, our wonderful um, OA, um, and I think that's worth my <laughs> six bucks a month just to be able to Absolutely. watch as much as of it. Yeah, you know. Um, but um, also all 2023 regular season and UK UKG Challenge Cup matches will air on NWSL Soccer for international viewers. That's cool. I really like that. So. Um, Another NWSL news announces an air talent lineup for 2023 season. Uh, and let's take a quick peek at who that is. Who? who? What? <laughs> Jamie Watson made the list? I, what? All right. Jamie Watson's going to get a tweet from me because he owes me. Because um, I offered to bring him Lomo Saltado one time when he was written and he said, yes, I want to. And then he never gave me the the VIP treatment to get it to him. So, um, so, so the league welcomes six new additions to the broadcast team on the, for the 2023 complaint, including longtime soccer commentator, journalist, Jackie Oatley, who will be joined by Lori Lindsay, um, with former England women's national team member. Is it Lianne? Lianne Sanderson? Oh, Lianne Sanderson. Hmm. I always get these things wrong and I hate that for, uh, women's national team goalkeeper, Jill Lloyden, uh, I'm really excited about this because I listened to a spot. Tony Miola, Kate Scott, Saxon Weber. Um, this year's talents also featured some. See the where is he? Yeah, Jamie Watson's in here. Woohoo! Nice. That's going to be fun. So yes, we'll tweet this out as well. Um, just to let you guys know, but that seems like a. Like a like a very very interesting and diverse uh, announcers. I can't wait um, to um, harass Jamie Watson on Twitter when he's when he's doing <laughs> these things, and hopefully he'll be able to do something. Uh, but let's turn into um, the favorite Wilson section in this podcast is the Minnesota Aurora FC news. Um, Rap triplets return to the team for the twenty twenty three season, and I think that's probably one of the most like being part of the Revantulet uh, cheering section whenever the trash 
<laughs> would be like you know like when even when there was one there was the the uh the connotation of the the count from uh sesame street <laughs> one one rap one rap ah, 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 ah. whenever we had whenever they had all three all three rap sisters rammy rap ellie rap and cat rap uh it was like you know one rap ah, ah, ah. two yeah it's awesome i can't wait and then you know i tried to get um it's a rap chant going one time when all three of them were around there um, hopefully I'll get it to, to, to register more this time, but super excited, um, the, for the raps, raps triplets to be able to resign it and to be resigned and to be playing for Aurora once again, hopefully with more playing time and, and more personality on the field. Really excited about that. Um, and then another news, um, uh, this is more of a personal news, uh, I think over a year ago um, was the last time I played futsal. Futsal is one of my favorite sports to play just because I grew up playing it in Peru. In Peru, there's we don't have grass, so it's all cement. <laughs> so there's cement courts, and so that's how you play futsal. Uh, that's how you learn, and that's how I learned a lot. Um, but um, as someone you have known, my uh, I, I deal with, with, with anxiety, and I've been going to going to therapy and learning tools. And one of the goals that we had uh, with therapy was for me to go back to play because I really enjoy playing it. I also enjoy the camera karate and, um, and at times not so much the vulgarity, but overall just, uh, <laughs> just being around, uh, being able to play a sport that I love so much and, 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 and do so. So I, I did, um, I was able to play for over, um, so over two hours, I mean, not all the time I can go, but, you know, um, futsal rules, you know, usually when you play, um, you have several teams is, you know, five minutes or, or, or two goals. Right. And then the next team shows up. So it was a good rotation for us. It was good seeing people I hadn't seen over a year, a lot of catch up. Um, I bought a whole 24 pack of hams to, to <laughs> as an offering. Um, I walk, I walked home with less than half. <laughs> <laughs> so so um that's nice. always a good sign i i scored i i, I nutmegged um um i nutmegged someone in the goal that was great that was probably my favorite thing i, I passed i assisted i let a bunch of goals in i got yelled at i got into verbal spats with people um in other words like it was part fun. of the fun <laughs> that was a fun part you know i think overall that's and, awesome you know we all sealed it with the beer afterwards and um looking forward to to making a return to that as well and so um you know just wanted to share that with you all just because mental mental health awareness is always good to be able to have and we're advocates for that um you know and uh for me uh um being able to be on that field just releases a lot of that so it's great to be able to do that and it makes me and it gives me endorphins endorphins makes me happy um which makes nubia happy because then she has not to deal with me <laughs> And in my lack of endorphins, um, but but yeah, that's uh, nice. that's that's it. that's some sort of good news. But let's go ahead and talk about um, some of the other international news that we have going on. Bridget, what do you have for us? Uh, well, we are getting into the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Um, before I read off those clubs, we'll take a quick uh, run back to. This past week, um, Benfica 
played Tuesday against Club Bruges, 5-1 win. That on aggregate was a 7-1 win. Um, Benfica moves on. Uh, Chelsea versus Dortmund, uh, 2-0 win on Tuesday. That is a 2-1 on aggregate. Chelsea moves on. Um, Wednesday, it was Bayern and Paris. Uh, 2-0 win for Bayern, 3-0 on aggregate. So Bayern kicks out PSG. Um, And then Wednesday, Tottenham and Milan played to a 0-0 draw. 0-1 on aggregate. So Milan will move on. Tottenham is out. Uh, Then we had Man City and Leipzig, 7-0 win for Man City, 8-1 on aggregate. Porto and Inter, Inter wins 1-0 on aggregate after a 0-0 draw. Um, Real Madrid, 1-0 over Liverpool, 6-2 on aggregate. Liverpool is out, Um, not a great performance in either leg. Uh, and then Napoli with the 3-0 win over Frankfurt, 5-0 on aggregate. Um, so some pretty convincing wins there, which will make uh, this quarterfinal pretty interesting. So we have Real Madrid versus Chelsea, Benfica versus Inter Milan, Man City versus Bayern, and then Milan versus Napoli. I think that one will be interesting. Um, yeah, so two two EPL teams left, Man City and Chelsea. Um, Real Madrid, not a big surprise to make it to to group. Um, yeah, I don't. That's. So Santi sometimes like comes up with like random conversations and then like a couple days ago he goes dad and I go yeah what's up and he's like I was like you know who I want to win the Champions League and I was like in my head I'm like hey I didn't know you followed Champions League but B this should be interesting right if it's not messy related it's going to be really into it's going to be and he's like hey I want Benfica to win it and I was like wait what and I was like <laughs> Why would you want Benfica to win it? I mean, I, I think I think they're doing a good job. I was like, it's like, well, like you know, I've been reading and listening. It's like, I'm reading and listening, but like, they're the most under the dogs. And I think under the dogs need to win. I was like, you know, I'm not gonna disagree with that. And and Benfica is a big underdog, um, but um, we'll see what happens. I think it'd be it'd be great to see that. But that's one of the things that 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 we're we're pulling for here in this household is just to see how well Benfica does, and we'll see. So, all right, um, let's move on to, do you have any EPL news? I mean, I know my, 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 um, my magpies were able to finally win and, <laughs> um, you know, in, in late fashion, like I was so frustrated cause like I was watching this game and it's one, one, um, what happened on Saturday morning that I had to. Like I walked away like in the 80th, 80, 89th minute. I was like, okay, it's a one-one tie. I gotta go do something else. And then I found out later that they scored on a PK at the end. And I was like, wait, how did I miss that? 
was like, how did my fat mob not alert me that they scored on a PK? And then I'm like, I can't watch <laughs> the replay until the next day. Yeah, right. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, I can't watch the replay. And um, that's why I hate Friday, like late evening, like late, late afternoon. Yeah. Days, cause, like if I'm leaving for work or like I'm trying to get into, yeah. It's a it's a weird it's a weird time slot to follow, but sure. it was a fun match. So if you guys want to watch uh, watch uh, watch the you know uh, which is the uh, not Nottingham Forest and <laughs> Newcastle United play that game, that that's a that's a fun one to to look at. Um, we, what else happened in EPL news? What's the standings currently? Right? Um, yeah, standings up right now. So Arsenal is playing against Crystal Palace as we speak here. Um, 3-1 currently. Uh, Arsenal, of course, still sitting in first place with 69 points. Um, Man City in second with 61. Man United, 50. Tottenham, 49. Newcastle, 47. Um, Liverpool, Brighton, Brentford all have 42 points. Um, Liverpool sitting just ahead, uh, but they have a match in hand. Um, and then at the bottom of the table, really close one, weird, kind of a weird thing. I think we talked about this last week as well, but, uh, so at the bottom, Southampton, 23, 19th, Bournemouth, 24, West Ham, 24, Leicester City 25. Um, the cat wants to join us. Uh, Nottingham, Everton, Leeds, all of 26. That's a really tight. <laughs> yeah, so from, from 12th place, which is Crystal Palace, down to 20th, which is Southampton, four points. Four points separate them. Wow. Um just, I mean, we've we've seen it close, but uh, this is kind of insane. <laughs> um, so it's going to be anyone has a chance, basically. I mean, Southampton's sitting at the bottom right now, but uh, if any one of these teams pulls out a win, they, I mean, Southampton can leap up like five places with a single win. So weird, weird, crazy season. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's been it's been weird because like, so usually it's like the top five that that's the last few seasons. That's the entertaining part where it's all within like, like the whole bottom five points. But yeah, the entire bottom, bottom, bottom half. Yeah, yeah, bottom half is <laughs> it's crazy. It's funny because like Santi, um, he's been getting more into soccer, so he he'll, he'll ask about EPL. And he and he um he like asked me uh, like who my teams are, and he does that. And he's become what Nubia does. Nubia is a, a neutral in the EPL. She just likes watching the chaos and either laughs at laughs at me or G when you know our teams lose or whatever. Uh, so he's become a neutral. But I at one point I thought he was going to be uh, a Spurs fan just because of some of the stuff that he's been doing. But now he's like he seems to be. Um, he seems to be kind of like he goes. I like I like West Ham, and I'm like okay. And he goes, but I also like Bournemouth. And I was like, okay, all right, fine. That's you know, that 
you pick a team, buddy, and then you stick with the whole thing. Is I tell them, it's like, you pick a team, is <laughs> a team for life. So that's that's all I'm asking yep. you to do. Yep. Just make one important decision like that in your life. That's all I'm asking you to do. Um, you, you don't get to trap them just because they land in the bottom three. That's right. Gotta, or because or because one. they're bought out by blood oil, uh, you know, conglomerate people. You can't <laughs> drop them. You have to deal with the suffering. It's you have to deal with them su- leaping up to fifth place. In- <laughs> that's right. And still, you know. You know, still no, no Almiron, um, because they are uh, that. But let's um, let's turn this international things, and also let's um, the classical and the La Liga is today. I think, right? I believe so. Yes. Right. And the only reason I know, um, yeah, it's a today at today at three. The only reason I know is because a great friend of the podcast, Corey. Corey Shreppel, or as we know in my phone as Corey, two-time fucking Peabody award-winning Corey Shreppel. Oh, <laughs> um, yes. Is actually in Barcelona. And actually as a as a anniversary trip or um, that weren't able to take due to the lockdown and pandemic, uh, him and uh, Daniela are out there and having their best life and eating. They're um, eating some really nice looking food. Yeah. I don't know how any of it tastes, but it yeah. looks great well, on Instagram. Yeah. It, yeah. I told him to, um, for me that, you know, if he gets drunk enough one day, I told him to go to the pharmacy, which is the pharmacy and ask him if they, if, 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 if they have eggs, because, um, you know, um, the, the differentiator of having eggs and selling eggs, it, it can lead to to a beat down to different things. But it's just, the, you know, it's just a running joke between me and them. But they're actually going to be at this uh, Classico. And I'm going to nice. do my Where's Waldo. I'm sure they'll be wearing yes. Aurora stuff. Um, yeah. But, you know, what a, what a what a great way. Hopefully, look, well, what we'll do is we'll try to see if we can get Corey to come in next next week. Uh, yeah. to talk about the Barcelona Real Madrid experience because that's a, that's an amazing experience to be able to be in, in, at and say you witnessed. So, looking forward to that. Um, let's go ahead. I want to I want to uh, he- hear how I want to hear from him how his tickets for um, Liverpool and Real Madrid oh, got yeah. messed up. So he ended up like he lucked into tickets, um, and they were gonna go just to be there, and then um, he ended up getting third role, right? Yeah, like third row, he he posts a picture of um, uh, Trent taking the Drake taking the corner kick like from twenty feet away. <laughs> it's like, dude, <laughs> like, um, yeah. So he'll, he's gonna have some some really good stories. I think. Yeah, we'll and, we'll try to get him uh, as a as to get him to come in and talk about that whole experience because it's been a great trip for him. We were happy for him. Um, let's go ahead and um, let's see what that I want to talk about. Oh yeah, there's a report that was released <laughs> this week. Um, you know, I'm not too much about reports, but usually when we talk about reports on this podcast, they usually don't end up well. Um, but this report was really interesting. Yeah, if in if the you have to write that, a, if you have to write a report, it's not it's not good news. <laughs> well, this report just amplified how bad. Um, the whole um, Reina Burhalter situation was the report was finally released. Um, they didn't find Burhalter did anything wrong. Um, and so that's good news. Um, 
But at the same time, I think Berhalter also broke some um, locker room rules in the aspect of like not talking crap about your players in front of everyone else or keep yourself what comes to the locker room. Um, in regards to the Ray now, well, we know Gio is a pouty kid. Um, he is also a young kid, but hopefully that will be something that we'll we found out the amount of helicopter parenting that I only witness at you know, that you sometimes see at elite um, club soccer. Uh, but you times that to infinity, and this is what you get. Um, the yeah, way I mean, that... it, go ahead. It, it wasn't even just you know the Reynas and Burhalter, uh, the the Burhalter family. Um, and I think uh, you should also mention it was decided that Reyna also didn't really break any any laws. It didn't it didn't fit like a blackmail um, in legal terms. So. Uh, both found not guilty on you know anything that could lead to uh, you know loss of jobs or things like that, but yeah, or litigations or whatnot. But right, but like some of the, some of the random things that came out of this were just insane. Um, one of them I'm trying to find here on so Kyle Bonagira from ESPN has a has a pretty good um, synopsis, kind of the highlights of the report. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, the report's about 40 pages, including index and um, all that stuff. It's it's a bit repetitive because it goes over like each side of the investigation. Um, so once you start reading it, it's it, it's not a bad read at all. Um, but one of one of the reflections here from from Burhalter on the Reynas in Qatar during the World Cup, he says. There were 150 people in the friends and family program at this year's World Cup. All were having a great time, except for five people who were absolutely miserable. Those five were cursing and acting horribly. It was the Reynos. They, in the report, there's a piece about how after um, Jihad wasn't put into the game, um, the Reyna family refused, like flat out refused to get on to the family bus back to the hotel. They demanded that they be seated on a on the the second bus separate from from the bullhawk. <laughs> they didn't want to be anywhere near them. Um, just the level of like headiness in this whole thing. Um and and Mrs. Reyna's uh behavior as well. Oh, first, not first, not part- yes, yeah. At thing. first, not participating in the investigation, and then you know, going around talking about uh, Greg's bounce pass, and he's gonna he's gonna lose everything. And yeah, um, in one interview, yeah, and then like, and then yeah, finally doing that interview and talking to them, and then later talking to her husband and calling them back and being like, "Never mind, I I don't know, I I don't know what happened." Like it's just each page got a little bit worse and it like you know it's everyone knew it was petty we've been talking about this for months um petty and weird helicopter parenting but just each of the little details that came out of this were just absurd um so i mean burhalter's been been cleared like he and and u.s soccer did not break any rules in hiring him um 
they have no grounds to fire him. Uh, so he does still have a chance to be re-signed as head coach, but um, with all of this on, you know, behind you, uh, moving on from that's going to be for U.S. soccer, for the Arenas, and for Berhalter. It could get awkward, um, and we do see we've we have the international call up list here as well, which we'll get to. But Geo is on it. He's going. He's going to the friendlies uh, this month. Um, we'll see if he plays. We'll see if his family follows and and continues their their behavior from from the World Cup. I yeah, just ridiculous insane if you're looking for some some entertainment to shake your head at later go read the report i mean um, it's on my twitter it's uh, it's just it's it's not only like pettiness but just level of entitlement that is just you know like i personally experienced some level of this stuff but this is just this is know, a whole like it's a whole like like imagine being able to just you know I think you have the influence to text people and then that's, get things done. And like, and that's the, the weird the thing, thing that bothered was, me the most was when um, Gio was playing in a game, and then there was a there was a female referee, and then uh, yes, Reina had the audacity to text either either I don't know Ernie or it was Ernie, I think, yeah, to say we need to these these games are important. We need to have male referees, and I'm like, who know the game. Who know the game? And I'm like, really? Like, yeah, just double really down on all the level. double yeah. down on everything that you've said. Um, yeah, it's and, and the fact that Claudio didn't didn't give an interview right to this whole report. Right. Like, yeah. Like he, even he kind of found more. himself like above this whole thing, and and they got everything from his wife and and from the texts and phone calls from Ernie Stewart. But um, I mean, we talk about nepotism in this game a lot but uh the we've also talked about how it's such a small world it's a small world in terms of soccer media um i discuss that a lot with people but um in terms of the federation everybody knows everyone and with that comes baggage and with that comes these risks um we don't normally see it as publicly as this but i mean if if your best buddies with with a coach um who's who's the coach of your child and you also know that coach's boss and you know the the coordinator and you go back and it, obviously it's it it can easily get messy and you do still have the right to be like yeah i know this guy i'm gonna go talk to him and like figure out what's going on but that's not exactly what reina did reina just kind of blew the whole thing up um let us temper get the best of them worrying about what was best for geo right. feeling feeling that something was owed to him um by the federation because he is cloudy arena um just yeah i mean it it happens all the time but because there are so many um big names and some in public spheres involved uh it's massive and how do you how do you move on from that like yeah 
And how does you, how does Geo take this on? Like, yeah, he's this isn't new soccer where where everyone forgets about it like a couple right. months later, and it's like, oh, that that crap happened last yeah. season. Like, this is like an international incident, mm-hmm. essentially. <laughs> and like, and he's going to have to prove himself to the to Anthony Hudson, right? I mean, yeah, like, yep. that's the thing. It's like right now he's. I don't know if he has a clean slate, but like he has a lot to prove. And I mean, like if you are a player, you, you need to face adversity and you need to know how to handle it. That's how yeah. you grow. And that goes like that that equals to win as a person, right? Like you have to learn from your mistakes and you have to be able to move on and be better. Will Gio do that? We'll find out, right? Well, we'll find out next week. Yeah. Right. We'll, like we'll find out. We'll find out before 2026 because that will be the determining factor. <laughs> we'll if see. You... Uh, I mean, we'll see how the interim coach kind of handles things and if he can um, drown out all of that noise. Um, so, yeah, it'll be it'll be an entertaining international break um, in terms of U.S. soccer. Uh, I'm interested to see where Ernie stands in all of this, too, as things die down. Um, he's kind of just caught in the middle, but we're still, we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, he had to, he he left, so that's that's good on him, and so we'll see where that lands in. But in in the sense of Burhalter, for me, like it's really interesting how vitriol the fan base can get from oh, you know man. one qualifying year to the other. Um, um, but Gerhalter did what he was supposed to do, and that's the funny part. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, was he, do people like his tactics? Do I think it's the best tactics? Probably not. Right. But he delivered when he needed to deliver. Yep. And that's how you can, that's, and that's there's, a, you there's a lot of, on. there's a lot of convenient little things that you can hold against them through all of this stuff. But, but in the end, like it had nothing to do with the world cup uh, performance. It's one of those dumb off field distractions and, uh, now literally any coach is going to have to deal with the fallout uh, from that too. And it's, right. I don't know, man, it's just, yeah. Yeah. I guess and we'll, then, we'll find out. And in regards to us, to Burhalter's chances of, of, uh, of being again, the head coach for the U S men national team, uh, Christian Pulisic in an interview with Graham Hunter Pretty much said, yeah, love to have that guy back. Um, and so um, he pretty much just literally said um, the whole drama between Bernardos and Reynos is childish, which is kind of fun coming from um, Ballistic himself. <laughs> like, That's just- fine. I so I scrolled like I was scrolling and I saw that quote and I was like, oh, nice. Who said that? And then I saw it was pulsing. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> But he said that, but um, yeah, I mean, you've, you've other players saying, look, it's, you know, there's, there's all this stuff off the pitch, but then on pitch and, and behind closed doors, he, he did what he needed to do. Um, and he got them as far as, as far as they did. So. Right. And so part of the interview, he's asked um, about the situation and Pulisic, you know, I don't know if he was coach, but regardless, this is, you know, there's a fair answer. And like, I, I think an honest one says, I'm not here to appoint the next manager. It's not my job. Whoever it is, I'm going to play and give 100%, which we all know he will. You know, he gave part of a growing to be able to 
make it into the World Cup. So his his level of commitment in a sense is not. Um, but in but in my opinion, everything that happened with Greg has been handled in an extremely childish manner. I think we all have seen what's been going on. I think it's childless, something you've seen in youth soccer, people complaining about playing time. I don't want to go too far into that, but I think Greg has been extremely unfortunate to get into that position he is now. Should we just wait and wait for a new manager? We're not in a phase where we need a complete rebuild. Like we're like we were after not qualifying for the last World Cup four years ago. We don't need a bunch of new guys coming in. We have a strong core. A lot of people have seen that. We need to carry on. That's why it's a tough one because I think we want to continue as soon as we can and build from this World Cup, which brought a lot of positives. And that's one of the things that he 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 says about Greg Berhalter. He put this team together. You know, kids, the, the team respect him. Uh, players do. And I think you have you think you you have that's a valid that's a valid take from the captain. And I think that you have to take that in somewhat consideration. But I also think you know. Um, you also have to think about the future, right? Like who's coaching up the next 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 year's or next World Cups team, right? The, the youth. And I think Berhalter is good about taking young kids and turning them into sound players and um, giving them an insight to that. But I don't know if he's the next one to to move it on to the next phase. And uh, do I want Greg Berhalter to be involved with the U.S. soccer? I think so. But uh, it depends on what one norm. So that's the interesting part. Um, this whole report, you know, and this interview, we'll tweet it out. Um, it, it's really interesting and it'll, it'll lead to di- different discussions, right? Um, um, and, you know, we'll just keep on reporting that and giving our opinions um, the, as more as we learn about it. Um, so let's, uh, let's, let's, let's end on a good note. Do you have something to, to end on or anything else to add? Because I have something that's super awesome. You, you go ahead. I've... All right. Yeah. So we always complain. Um, we did a lot in in the world in the last World Cup of all this extra time being added, right? And uh, yesterday's Loons game wasn't that much of a difference. It was like you know a total <laughs> ten minutes total. Uh, but um, Bolivian Soccer Federation suspended six match officials after they added forty two minutes in a top division league match. Forty two. Minute. That's literally another half. So we're talking about 132 minutes total. Oh, uh, so who were who were the culprits in the in this in this match? Palma Flor beat Blooming three to two on Monday in a match that was later revised to, by the country's refereeing commission. The 132 minute clash took place under heavy rains in the city of Chapara in South American's heartland. So Rafael, I'm sorry, the referee Julio Gutierrez. At a time due to prolonged video reviews of Palma Flor's second goal in a fight that followed two red cards from the visitors. I want to find video of this game. I have been able to mm-hmm. search it. So if you find video of this game, please send me the link. I want to be able to not only watch the, re- the the fights, but just overall, just this has coma bowl written all over it. Like literally, this is like uh Palma Flores' winning goal came on the 30th minute of the added time. Uh, so there you go. Uh, the funny thing about this, um, Palma Flores' top sport executive is, I guess nobody was going to guess, Bolivia's former president, <laughs> Evo Morales, who said on social media his team had won the match despite suspicious officials. <laughs> um, 
I don't, I don't know what kind of plot this is going to be or what movie plot this will be or what documentary, but there you go. Next time you complain that there's eight minutes of extra time and you're at Allianz Field, think about, be glad that you don't have Bolivian referees extending the game another 42 minutes. So that's that's my funny good news to end this, the, the podcast on. Thank you to all our listeners. Thank you to all the ones send us uh questions uh, or comments or want us to do something on the air of course thank you bridget um hopefully next week we'll, we'll get Corey to talk about um, his experience overseas um and the same thing um you know you want to hit us up on the the twitter the instagram and of course if you haven't you know um patreon.com is backslash mn football show uh if you want to keep on supporting those um i've had lots of fun but I have to go and actually have breakfast. So see you guys. See you, Bridget. As yeah. always, a pleasure. Yeah. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Mm-hmm.